secret to healthcare disruption? It's you. It's you. Are you ready to join hosts Jerry Durham and Andrew Rothschild in breaking down the healthcare status quo and creating a customer-focused experience? It starts with you. Time to break it. Let's go. And welcome to episode nine of Healthcare Disruption. I'm Jerry Durham. And um, this week, again, I'm without my trusty sidekick, Andrew Rothschild. But as many of you have seen on Twitter and Facebook and on Periscope, Andrew's doing a kick-ass job taking these uh, last couple of conversations and really bringing them into the clinic. So I highly recommend you not only listen to the podcast, but you check out Andrew on Periscope afterwards and like as I like to say he's bringing it to the real world I know sometimes people have a little difficulty or you know their mindset just isn't there and I think Andrew's doing a fantastic job bringing it in the clinic and uh, for those big Andrew Rothschild fans out there he will be back and be back very soon and actually um, probably the next handful of episodes we're just kind of you know doing these interviews and um just letting these uh, flow as they come. And we've been really happy and excited with the way it's been turning out. So I thank you all for listening and giving us your feedback and participating. So again, this is episode nine of Healthcare Disruption. I'm Jerry Durham. And um, today is a very sad day because my San Francisco Giants were eliminated by another National League team that shall remain nameless last night. So um, fortunately, I gave up drinking this week. Otherwise... I might not be here recording this. So yes, my San Francisco Giants have been eliminated from the MLB playoffs this year. So I have immediately at the moment of the third out in the ninth inning become an American League fan. And I will uh, I will publicly announce my allegiance to the Cleveland Indians throughout the rest of the playoffs. So yes, I'm the biggest American League fan you know of currently. Um, so episode nine today, I'm happy to bring on a true healthcare disruptor, and we can call him evolutionary, revolutionary disruptor. Mentioned this last time, whatever terms you want, but uh, Jeff Moore. And um, Jeff is doing so many freaking things, I can't even begin to list them. Um, working with EIM, te- teaching evidence-based, uh, evidence-based medicine, courses for EIM. He's doing a new program with Michael Eisenhart, really focusing on the whole PT version 2.0 thing. I love what he's doing. Was currently with Gene Shockabrod out in Baltimore and their garage series. Um, and I'm not quite sure Jeff's kids or his wife recognize him anymore at this time because he's rarely home. So this episode, uh, bringing on Jeff Moore and what we talk about is our course that uh, we created together. I want to say we created together, but it was really Jeff's idea. Jeff brought the idea to me to create an integrated evidence-based medicine course that not only took the hands-on technical part of treating either a low back pain or a cervical spine patient, but also bringing that patient experience into it. Jeff does a fantastic job talking about how to conduct a subjective exam. So Jeff really gets about how to talk to the patients. And so Jeff came to me and just said, look, I'm getting a lot of questions about things outside of the evaluation, outside of that technical tactical hands-on stuff of how to deliver the evidence-based medicine. And I want us to create a course and that's what we did. And, um, 
we've called it the patient experience, how to treat uh, the patient from start to finish and either the low back pain or the cervical course. And we do have a course coming up in Wood, Woodenville, Washington, which is just north of Seattle at Andy Lodato's clinic. And um, it will be on Saturday, November 12th and Sunday, November 13th. And we do have room for you and we would love to see you up there. Um, this is our third run at it, and I would like to say we're growing and growing. Uh, Jeff and I sit down and reflect and revamp and go back over the course each time we teach it. And I'm not going to lie, it is getting better and better. And when I say better, it's basically he's got me honed in better on the stuff that I need to deliver. Been reading more research um, on customer experience, expectations, things like that, and really incorporating that into the class. So again, today's uh, interview, not long at all, probably shorter than this intro. And if you want to talk about giants, I can only go on for about two hours more. Um, but today, again, Jeff Moore on talking about our patient experience from start to finish class that we have established. I would recommend you go to ice.physio. And that is... Um, that is Jeff Moore's new website, and it contains the courses that he's teaching, including this course. And I will tell you that we will be ramping out three to four courses for 2017. We've set some dates. Uh, once we solidify everything, we will announce them. But we will be setting probably three to four dates every year, and we're just going to look at putting them on the calendar and filling the classes up. And this is something, you know, this is really PT version 2.0. I love that Mike Eisenhart and Jeff and all those guys came up with that term and I've, I've grabbed it too, because this is really PT version 2.0. We're going to have to bring this whole patient experience into it. Um, customers or patients are paying more, they're coming out of pocket more, we're going to have to show our value. And if we want people to choose us as their healthcare provider of choice, we're going to have to get into this patient experience. And that's what this course is about. So um, thanks for listening to the intro and uh, enjoy my talk with Jeff Moore. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Disruption Podcast. As I mentioned, today's episode, uh, we're talking to Jeff Moore from PT on Ice and Justin Johnson, a physical therapist at Blue Ridge Physical Therapy in the Kansas City metro area. So um, as I mentioned, uh, Jeff and I are working on some forward thinking, continuing education, and Justin attended our last course in March of this year in Kansas City, which was a great time. And as a side note, Justin and I and uh, Kyle from Kansas City went out to a Royals game and it was great to see the ballpark out there. It was actually one of my favorite ballparks I visited this year out of the seven. So it was a great time, it was had by all, and we did a little learning. So let's get right into this. First, I want to uh, bring up Jeff Moore and I, I want Jeff, I, I want you to talk a little bit and introduce yourself to the listeners who may not be familiar with you. I know that may sound a little crazy that nobody knows who Jeff Moore is, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jeff? Yeah, great, man. Well, Jerry, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited about what you and I are doing. I think it's uh, I think it's timely. I think it's sort of the next generation of how we educate folks combining both business and clinics. So uh, pumped. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. 
Yeah, Jared, a little background. Um, I graduated from St. Augustine back when Stanley Paris was still there. Went and practiced in Bozeman, Montana, an outpatient clinic for almost four years, then transferred over to Michigan and had a clinic with my brother, actually, in Upper Michigan that we ran together for five years. So after that, um, my, my wife is from Loveland, Colorado, and she always wanted to move back out that way. So actually, just about eight weeks ago, I think that time is wow. proper, oh, wow. we uh, packed it up in Michigan and, and moved out to Colorado. So I've actually applied for both my Colorado and Wyoming licenses. And so hopefully over the next few months here, I will get back into clinic. Uh, my good friend Tim Flynn is in the area, so hoping to work with him a bit. And uh, we'll get back into the clinic setting. Outside of clinic, I... Uh, own and run the Institute of Clinical Excellence um, that offers Con Ed around the country, and I also work for Evidence in Motion. So between those two companies, Jerry, I teach about 35 to 40 weekends a year. So you and I, of course, have a handful of them, and then I teach a, a whole variety of, of neck and back courses and thrust manipulation courses uh, through both of those companies on a very regular basis. Uh, in addition to that, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one hours. So I work with fellows in training who are trying to complete their fellowship program, I basically go to their clinic and we work in their clinic for 50 hour weeks, seeing all of their patients and sort of coaching them up and refining their process to uh, get up to fellowship level and um, complete uh, their fellowship program. So that, that's sort of how I am in clinic right now. I'm actually in a lot of clinics. So over the past few months, I've been uh, out in various areas across California, but out in South Dakota, I'm going to Nebraska here in a little bit, um, just doing one-on-one -on -one hours and just seeing patients with people and uh, trying to take it to the next level and see how efficient we can be in the quality of care that we offer. Awesome, Jeff. Yeah, it's funny to think you moved from Michigan to Colorado and you actually moved south. So that, that that's a little interesting. You were about as far north as you could get in Michigan, weren't you? Yeah, there was a little bit of wiggle room above me in the Upper <laughs> Peninsula there, but, uh, but not a whole lot. We were up by Lake Superior, so uh, it is much balmier out here in Colorado. There's no contest. Oh, my God, that is scary. <laughs> hey, I got a couple follow-ups for you, Jeff. So first off, just in case uh, people from Twitter or Facebook are on here, Jeff, that Institute of Clinical Edison, sorry, Education is frequently referred to as ICE or PT on ICE. So if you see that reference, that is uh, definitely Jeff Moore. You know, Jeff, something I'm interested in, you and I have spoke about a lot, and I think we'll get in a little bit more to the discussion when Justin comes on, is tell, tell me a little bit, because we hear, oh, one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, yeah, we've all had, you know, clinical internships. Oh, yeah, we've all worked one-on-one. -on -one. But you shared a little bit in our last course about what it was like to stand in a clinic and stand back a little bit and see things um, developing and evolving. So it wasn't just about that. Can, can you speak to that just a little bit, if you don't mind? Yeah, well, I mean, I have I have an unbelievable position right now, Jerry, to be able to sort of evaluate physical therapy um, service delivery across the country because I'm going between clinics all the time. So I'm every time I go and do one-on-one -on -one hours, I'm spending a full week in somebody else's clinic watching every aspect of the physical therapy service delivery, not just the actual treatment. So how the office is set up, how people are greeted, the intake forms, how all of the EMR works together and it's been really cool for me to get kind of that 30,000 foot view of all these different locations because what starts popping out is certain things that are working and certain things that aren't working and so you start seeing these trends of man everywhere I go where they're doing that they seem to get a huge benefit out of it or hey that novel implementation was really beneficial and I can see why that's working from this new framework so it's one thing to be working clinically with somebody it's quite another vantage point to actually be able to see the process in all of these different 
different clinics and to evaluate that relative to its effectiveness. So I, I feel really fortunate that I, I am, I'm getting this opportunity because it's such an amazing learning process on my side. Yeah, I would like to think, and I'm not going to make any claims here, Jeff, but I would like to think that's how you and I have really, you know, when we set our course up, we approached it, we weren't quite sure. Nobody else was doing it at the level or scale we were doing it. I would like to think that's how we've come from our mindset with the course is that so when someone takes it, I'll let Justin answer this, but when someone takes it, they go back thinking more of just when that patient is sitting directly across from them. So I, I hope that's the goal we're achieving for the people who take the course. Um, so on that note, why don't uh, we bring Justin on? Uh, like I said, fortunately, I got to uh, get out to Kansas City a little early and saw some baseball out there. And at this point in time, on uh, September 27th, I believe Justin's Royals are done for 2016. My Giants aren't dead, but they're about as close to dead clinically as you can be without missing the play. Or yeah, without missing the playoffs, but I think our Royals and Giants will be in the same place in about another two or three days. So on that note, Justin, how are you? Doing well today, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, the Royals aren't doing so hot right now. So we, uh, we yeah. kind of hit our, our, spot, our place in the spotlight last year, and we're trying to get that turned around again. Yeah, maybe you get to be the odd-year team. Um, God, as God is my witness, if we're, if we're the even-year team this year, it's going to take a... It's going to take the hand of God to come down. So thanks for being on, Justin. I really appreciate it. Um, and just for some context, I want people to know that Jeff and I had asked Justin to come on because he had shared unsolicited some solid feedback. And when I read the feedback that Justin had given us, um, it really made me feel good because back to the point of what I had hoped we had created, Justin's feedback had uh, had said that this was something we had delivered, at least for him and his team. So can you bring a little context in, Justin, and tell people, uh, let everybody know about your experience and about the team showing up, and then what happened Monday when you went back to work? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that, Jerry. Um, so I, I'm working full-time in a... Uh, outpatient private practice and I had uh, the luxury of having me and then two other team members from our clinic uh, come to the Jeff and Jerry's course and so um, that was neat in itself because you know we've all kind of been there where maybe we've gone out to a continuing ed course and we get a lot of great information and then we have to go back and share it but it's always difficult to recreate you know that experience that you have at the course um, so having those other team members there was a great benefit in itself just because we all got to experience it and then kind of go back as a, a collective little team there to share to the rest of the team members and uh one of the biggest things I think was unique about your guys' course um, compared to other courses that I've been to was just the level of passion that was displayed from both of you and uh, just the energy level. Uh, I know everybody there, you know, that day was really pumped up. Me and my other team members got really pumped up. And uh, it, it was a nice 
kind of molding of, I think, the clinical side and, and uh, learning some different treatment techniques and how to refine those techniques, but then also just learning a lot about the patient experience side and, and uh, just getting some tips and cues on how to uh, um, better interact with your patients and, and by doing that, give them a better experience, you know, and then building a relationship with them that's, as we all know, is going to affect the outcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Tell me, um, so you had, uh, you had referenced later, which I didn't know when you guys had come into the course, you guys had all different levels of, of experience. Um, yeah, let's say years in the field, let's just call experience years. And, uh, some people had maybe done some manipulations before and some hadn't. So tell me a little bit about, uh, getting back to the clinic again with, uh, with some of the skills and how that, how that made people, um, once they got, but not made people, I'm sorry, that's not the right word, but just the confidence level, shall we say, because I, I think you shared some stuff about how you guys shared, uh, some things when you got back into the clinic also. Sure. Yeah, we, we all did have different experience levels. Um, I myself am relatively new in the field. I've been out for about two and a half years now. I graduated in 2014 uh, from Rockhurst University in Kansas City. And then uh, one of my other teammates, he as well had been out for about a year from Rockhurst. And then we had another colleague of mine who had been in the field for about 18 years. And uh, so she had graduated with a bachelor's degree in physical therapy. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't remember where she was from, but it was a school out in St. Louis, I believe. And uh, so you definitely, like you said, Jerry, we had some different levels of experience. And, uh, you know, speaking for myself, I, I did learn manipulations in our DPT program. Um, I, I think, you know, from my own personal experience, it was pretty well taught. But, you know, I, I kind of fell into one of those traps when I got out seeing patients. Uh, I hadn't really practiced enough and some of the psychomotor uh, skills had been lost and I kind of got in this thing where I was using them here and there and I don't think I was using them very effectively and then you know that was encouraging me to kind of just fall away from them more and more and so what the course really did for me personally was uh, really refine those techniques uh, both psychomotor wise but then also just the uh, understanding of the setup of the techniques and uh, some of the clinical prediction rules things like that um, and I think Michael the my other colleague that had been out more recently he had a similar experience uh, Amy on the other hand you know being out for 18 years um, graduating with a bachelor's you know she was not taught manipulations um, she had never used them so you know that day in the course was first time she had ever uh, performed one at all and uh, she really soaked it up though you know jumped in she was practicing and got excited about it and we went back to clinic and you know, all three of us began to review and, and practice on each other. And we also were teaching some of those things that we learned to other teammates. And then uh, she actually did end up using a manipulation for the very first time on a patient. I believe it was like three or four days following the course. So that, that was pretty neat to experience and be a part of. Oh, that's great. Um, that's great to hear. Yeah. And um, as someone who's been out 24 years, yeah, good. Me sitting in Jeff's class and seeing manipulation and actually starting 
to do it more. It's uh, it's been interesting as heck. So, so kudos to her for uh, for taking the leap. And I won't even call it a leap of faith because that's the other thing about Jeff Moore, which uh, Justin, I think you can attest to is nobody can um, bring in the science and integrate it into a course, as far as I'm concerned, better than Jeff Moore. And I would say that even if we weren't doing something together, because his ability to to talk the science and talk in real world and talk about clinical application is, I believe, what is going to move healthcare forward, because we have a huge gap. Um, and obviously, I'm getting on a soapbox here, but... We, we have a huge gap in delivering the, um, bringing the science into the clinic. And I think Jeff does an excellent job at that. So I appreciate your time and your feedback here, Justin. Jeff, did you have anything you wanted to ask Justin or anything you wanted to add about what's going on here and now? No, Jared, just that I think it's exciting. I love hearing from from I love that Justin brought multiple folks from the same clinic because that's when that's when the game really changes. You know, what we're talking about here is more than individual um, selections, interventions. It's about changing the process of how we take care of people. Right. It, it, and that process involves the system. And that's what I think that we're recognizing with this course. And as I spoke earlier, some of my unique experience in being able to see all these different systems, what we're realizing is that the intervention is part of it. But the way that we're developing that customer experience, the entire thing from the front end until we reconnect and re-engage is really the art of it all and, and probably is going to affect outcomes more than we ever imagined. So like when Justin brings multiple folks from the clinic and they all go back and they all contribute to that experience, it just magnifies exponentially um, the, the, the learnings and the value of what that course is really designed to do. So so it's huge that, that we're, we've been able to put together a product that combines the patient experience with current best evidence, with clinical expertise, and that it's being taken by individuals that are that are from the same area that really want to take all of that back and leverage it. So I think the way Justin did it is just as cool as it gets. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool when we saw the, the multiple signups from one clinic, and I just thought it was cool to see, see that folks were engaged and everybody's saying, look, in my mind, this is kind of how it came together. And Justin, you can tell me I'm wrong, but kind of it was like, look, we need to do this to move forward. It's better for the profession. It's better for the patients. It's better for us. So really, it's a it's a triple win. And um, didn't quite know the effects and what it was going to be like till I, till Justin sent that email out. So that was really cool. It was interesting too. In hindsight, some of the conversations that have now arisen after we've done this course twice is some of the um, pushback that people talk about they'll get in the clinic when they go back. So even recommending maybe one, one person in the clinic that you know wants to move things forward and bringing that person with you, it could be then you're bringing back that person that you can train with, like Justin said they do, you can talk with, you can bounce things off. And then that to me would probably have a greater effect on the overall clinic than just you coming. And I'm not trying to pump up uh, our numbers. I'm just trying to think of a strategy. This is Healthcare Disruption Podcast. And so the strategy is how do we move healthcare forward? How do we get to where we need to be? Well, my my solution on this is bring more than one person from your clinic. So I, uh, I appreciate your time, Justin. Anything else you wanted to throw in, Justin? Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I agree with that, Jerry. <clears throat> um, 
that was a very neat part of it, you know, having those other teammates there. And I think it had a lot to do with the, uh, I guess, the transfer of that knowledge and that experience that we had at your guys' course and then being able to relay that back to the clinic. So um, I would definitely recommend that for other therapists, you know, coming to your courses. Uh, I guess one thing I'd say on the end, too, uh, we learned a lot about the clinical side, but we also, you know, just learning some of the stuff you guys had to say about uh, the plan of care and and uh, setting those expectations at the beginning. I feel like that's been really helpful for everybody. Awesome. Uh, just trying to fine tune our evaluations and, and fine tune the uh, initial interaction as patients come to the clinic. So we, we've been seeing a lot of good uh, feedback coming back from that, uh, from the patients and then just you know, some of the other therapists at the clinic as well. Oh, that's great feedback. You know, uh, I wanted to make a point that it's it's not only the, the hands-on clinical care that Jeff is teaching that's evidence-based, but Jeff has forced me in a great way. And uh, we all know it's kind of a running joke, but um, Jeff has showed me, made me, forced me to, to dig deeper into the research on what I'm presenting. And what's really cool, along with what you just said, Justin, is is digging up the research on expectations and now using that term, forget where it came from, I think you told me, Jeff, if it might have been Tim Flynn, but leveraging outcomes. And so if we know we're delivering evidence-based medicine, there's absolutely no reason to not do all those things that are going to help you reach that highest level of outcome and do what's the very, very best for the patient, not just the best. So um, I appreciate that. And yeah, even the next course is going to be even more full with the research coming from me, which is pretty crazy and not something I thought I'd ever be saying. But uh, but uh, thanks for that feedback, Justin. Anything else, Jeff, before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, Jerry. Uh, that article, yeah, placebo, nocebo, expectations, leveraging, leveraging positive outcomes. That was Tim Flynn and Larry Benz um, that wrote that in 2013 in JOSBT, the uh, editorial. And I think that was there. Uh, you go, really... people. To my point, he right. had no idea I was bringing that up. That paper is not sitting in front of him, and he just. And if we asked him to, he'd probably. If I asked him to read the fifth paragraph. He'd probably do it right now. Yeah. Appreciate it. No, that, that that is a really cool article. It's nice because it's only a couple pages, but it kind of summarizes some of the evidence um, that that Belosky and Bishop had coming out of the University of Florida, kind of from 2010 and onward, just really showing how much the expectation matters. And I think that Jerry, what. And hopefully Justin feels the same way that what we tried to create in that weekend, I think that as you and I continue refining our process, what we're really trying to, to change is a, a lot, a large part that expectation through relationship, right? I mean, we all know when that patient shows up and they were told by their doctor that this is the only place to go to get better, they're damn near better already, right? Expectation is just so strongly correlated to improvement that if we can change our systems and the way we manage these individuals the entire experience and manipulate the expectation at every level as well as give them the number one intervention that's evidence-based to reduce pain and disability inside of that experience that ultimately is where the drastic changes in their um, quality of life is going to come from so it, it's a work in progress but i think it's an exciting one because we're really going uh, we're really going for the home run and the home run is nailing the entire experience from start to finish uh, yeah, again, Jeff, that's great. And to that, I've spent more time since Kansas City, which was in March. I've actually contacted both those authors 
and um, spoken to probably two other researchers across the country. And I'm, I, from my perspective, am really de delving into the expectations because I want Jeff and I to get in that room and be, like Jeff just said, delivering the best known approach. I mean, the best approach to getting that person across from you better or if not better, this is my other thing about measuring expectations. We need to know sooner, and by sooner, I mean before they're in the clinic, if this is the best fit at the best time for the right, you know, with the best research. And if not, we need to move those people out. That's healthcare disruption, not holding on to people, not even scheduling someone who shouldn't be in your clinic. And that's where I'm spending a lot of my time and effort. And I think, again, as Jeff pointed out, with that evidence-based medicine approach, this is the future. This is how we are truly the solution to healthcare, not just musculoskeletal conditions. So I thank you both for coming on. I'm gonna leave it at that. And um, if anybody has any questions, Jeff, where can people contact you or find you? Yep, so I'm uh, at Jeff Moore DPT on Twitter. Uh, my website is ice.physio. Uh, my email is jeffmoredpt at gmail.com. Um, all of those will work for me to uh, get back to you within the same day, I'm sure. Hey, uh, Justin, I don't know if you don't want to, you don't have to, but in case anybody wanted to chat with you, and again, don't uh, feel pressured to give any of your info out, but is there any way for people to get a hold of you? You're on Twitter also, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't mind at all, Jerry. Uh, okay. I am on Twitter, and and of course I'm on email too. So my email is is jmjb the number eight, and then d at gmail .com. and then my Twitter handle is Justin M Johnso, DPT. Uh, so I'd, I'd be happy for anybody to contact me on there if they would like. Cool. Thank you, guys. And I uh, appreciate the conversation today. And I hope everybody else uh, has a little something to ponder and think about when it comes to the future of, of what's going to make you the best physical therapist in the future of healthcare. So thank you all for listening to Healthcare Disruption. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Listening to Healthcare Disruption. Disruption. Powered by Updog Media. Join in the conversation. Tweet at Updog Media at Jerry underscore Durham. And at A Rothschild. BT. The Thoughts. Head over to UpDogMedia.com for more content.